Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I come to you live every Thursday at 4 o'clock Pacific and 7 p.m. on the Eastern Coast. Thank you so much for reserving this hour to spend with me. Like I said, I look forward to this every single week. If you missed the live show, you can always catch the replay from KKNW 1150 Seattle. They offer a replay at 6 a.m. Pacific time zone on Friday mornings. And that is at 9 a.m. Eastern time zone. It's a good little thing to get you going when you're on your way to work. I try to keep us positive and aligned, but I also tend to go a little bit deep. So if you need a a little lesson, encouragement, writing prompt, something like that, when you're on your way into your day, I invite you to tune in. And if you do, why don't you go ahead and let me know how it's working for you. You can head on over to your favorite podcast platform and write a little review for me after you give me lots of stars. I like lots of gold stars. Make me feel so good. So I would I would so appreciate a little review from you. Always helps me know what's working and what I should bring more of. And I just, I really appreciate it when people take a moment to just add on a sentence or two or three to tell me about their experience. If you've done it already, thank you. And if you'd like a little present for that, why don't you send me an email and I'll send you a brand new journal and a brand new pen and I'll write you a little personalized message in the beginning there. If you'd like that, and this is totally on the honor system, of course, just say, hey, I wrote you a nice little review, and and I would like to receive my personalized journal. And you would send that email to askcoachdebbie, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And if you didn't know, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. I am the only person that ever reads that email. I promise you that. And I am the only person who responds to that email. I promise you that. I know that's been a big concern among people, and it never occurred to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that I should be telling you that 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 is my and only my email address. I, I don't have hired staff that come up with fancy words to send your way. That's not how we roll here. So I would love to hear from you, and I would love to get a personalized journal and pen out to you. Thank you again for your review. Well, we like to talk all about stories here. We, uh, that's me and the wonderful sound engineer, Eric Ryder, who takes your calls anytime you call in here. I'll get you the number for the studio in just a few minutes. But we like to talk about storytelling, writing your memoir, getting your book, your blog, your brand out there in the world. 
I also really, really like to focus on the idea that your life, even if you're not an author, your life is constantly showing you ways where you could author your life with a little more intention. And so I'm really playing with words here, but you know author and the word authority, they kind of run in the same group, right? You know, if you're the authority on your life, you're the one taking full leadership. If you are the author of your life, very similar thing. You've chosen to write it as opposed to just being a blank canvas that all the paint of life is thrown on you and that's what we get. I, I like to think that when we're authoring our life, we're being pretty intentional about how we want to live. That's not the same as being controlling. And that, that kind of brings us into the topic we're going to talk to you and the other listeners about today. And that's when the voice of fear tries to take over. It'll try to take over if you're writing your book or your blog or your latest TED Talk proposal or your latest podcast episode, the voice of fear is very strong. And it, it's sometimes stronger than I even give it credit for. And the voice of fear has three ways of letting us know that it's trying to get us our, uh, our attention, I'd like to say, our attention. So we're going to talk about that today. When we are full-blown in writing, let's say, fiction, sometimes we have the privilege of almost unconsciously assigning our fears to our characters. So all of a sudden our, our characters are living out these incredible dramas but at some point, we got to figure out how we're going to help our characters resolve those dramas, right? I mean, a good book has resolution. And there have been some writers out there that just fling their characters over the next cliff or run them into terrible danger, and you can do that. But wouldn't it be more fun to really work it out, really give them an opportunity to come into a better life? Well, that's something I want to offer you. There is another way besides flinging yourself over the next, next bad idea and seeing what happens to you. There's other ways of doing things. Ask me how I know. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, I invite you to call in and ask me how I know. I'd gladly tell you some of my episodes in the life of Coach Debbie. Oh, my goodness. And we'll, we'll touch on some of those today, as well as some of the concerns that have landed in my inbox within the last couple weeks. People that are really going through some fearful challenges. I even took some letters that were really old, not a couple weeks ago, but even more than a couple years ago that helped me just shape the, the content for today's show. So how are you doing on your fear radar system? Are you having a good relationship with fear? Ooh, relationship with 
fear. What's she talking about? I mean, it is is fear something you're just pushing on down down the line and hoping it won't come back, or do you stop and let yourself listen to what the voice of fear has to tell you? I've done both. I have advice if you are in either camp and some ideas for in the middle. When you call us, you're going to get to talk to Eric, who takes care of making sure that you and I link up together. And Eric will will uh, probably put you on hold for a second or two. And then we'll get to your question. The number here at the studio is one 298 5569 He's a very busy man right now, but in a few seconds he will be ready to take your calls. And you've listened to the show before. You know what a friendly guy he is. So never fear. Put in a call if you would like a little coaching today. I'm ready and willing. Oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> so give us a call at any time that you've got a question for Debbie at 425-373-5527. Ooh, there's your local number. I always forget that one. All right. So you got two numbers now to play around with. If that scares you and you want to write to me, you can do that. I've got Facebook Messenger open here, and you can go to my personal page which is Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y, Handrich, that's spelled H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. Or you can go to my professional page, which is Coach Debbie. Again, that's D-E-B-B-Y. And I will take those, those notes from you, and we'll get you some coaching right here on the air. Thank you, Eric, for popping on and giving us that local number. I appreciate it. All right, moving forward on this topic. When you're scared about something, it could be anything. It could be because you're writing. could be because uh, it's summertime, and if you're in Seattle, it's going to be like 95 in a few minutes. I think it's 91 already. Ugh, that can be a scary thing. Could be that summer love has come your way. That could scare you to the core of your being. Could be that you're planning a family. Mm, that could scare you. Uh, one of my, my listeners wrote in recently about buying a house. My goodness, she is scared. These things, these are, are part of life. And we like to think that since we're adults, we just know how to adult our way through it. And then life kind of turns up the volume when we're, when we're not looking. And things get hot and steamy and scary and hairy and wicked. And, oh, and where do we go? What do we do? Well, listen, there's three stages, if you ask me that help you know that you're at least facing a boiling pot of water, if not just about to get dunked in it. And one thing is you're going to start to get some symptoms. And symptoms can be real physical things. 
you might break out in a sweat. And that lets you know you're feeling a little scared. Maybe, uh, maybe a symptom for you is, is you almost feel lethargic and you think, ah, I just, I can't, can't go to work. I, I don't think I have anything to offer. So your, your brain goes offline. That's a symptom. That's a symptom that some fear is going on. Or maybe, this is what I'm real good at, maybe all of a sudden everyone and everything in your life becomes hectic. Again, the volume gets turned up real high. That could be a symptom. Maybe, maybe your boyfriend comes home with a new puppy. <laughs> I don't know if that's a symptom or not, but that's a situation where you have to pay attention to what's going on, which is my second point. If you don't hear the symptoms calling you forward, you might just end up in a situation where you're like, oh, 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 this is the new plan for our life. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I, I, and, and you can feel yourself getting a little worried, a little scared, a little panicked, maybe angry, maybe sad. Maybe a situation is that, uh, let's go back, let's go back to the symptom of, ah, my brain is just offline and so I'm not going to go to work. And that's a symptom that something's a little fearful inside of you. And if you don't take a look at that, you might end up in, in the second camp, which is a situation where the boss says, hey, what's going on? We're going to be seeing you soon because, uh, your job here is important, and we can't really do it without you. So what do you say you make your way in today? You know, you got a situation on your hands. You, you're getting a warning that uh, your symptom, oh, my brain went offline. I can't work. That's not, a, that's not working out for others. The thing is, if you don't answer those symptoms and you don't, answer the situation, which is the boss is upset and wants you to come on in, you might end up with a big old life lesson. Mm -hmm. You might end up unemployed and really, really wondering, how did you end up here? Anytime you're asking yourself that question, what happened? How come I'm here? What am I doing all the way out here? Just two days ago, I had a job. Now I don't have a job. And people are really mad. And what happened? That's usually a sign that fears, little tiny fears were knocking at your door saying, we, we've got some changes on the horizon here. We've got to take a look at things. But you didn't want to look at it. You didn't want to have a relationship with fear. So let's go back. Let's just go back before the symptom of, oh, I'm not online. My, my brain is just foggy. Let's go back before that. What, what happened? Is it that a, a brand new term at the, at the office got announced and you didn't like it and you were afraid? But instead of having a relationship with how you feel about it, you came home and 
You binge watch TV all night and you woke up brain dead. See that symptom? That usually means that fear was trying to get your attention, but just just went soaring on past it. I think this is a great topic for me to talk about because there's only been, oh, I lost count after about 4 million. There's only been about 4 million times in my life where I zoomed on past the notifications from my fear center that change was on the way. And uh, if I didn't pay attention, I was going to not only get a symptom and not only get a situation, but I was going to get me a big old, big old life lesson. But I went soaring on past it, hoped for the best. And what do you know? That big old life lesson came. I'm a good person to talk about this because I've experienced it in so many categories. And I still do. I do a better job, but I still do. Why do I do a better job? Because sometimes I'm willing to have a relationship with fear. Why do I still have life lessons? Because I'm sometimes not willing to have a relationship with fear. That really sums it up, but I want to share with you what I know about it. So, what do you say if this sparks interest for you? You send me a question. I'll give you a little break here. We'll go to a commercial break. Give you a little time to send that in. Stay tuned. We're coming right back. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Reading is fundamental. The nation's largest children's literacy organization invites you to rally our children to read. Visit rallytoread.org and help your child pledge to read 100 books by Read Across America Day in March 2022. Also, watch well-known authors read their favorite books. Find activities to keep young readers motivated. And teachers can enter the Rally to Read sweepstakes for a chance to win 100 books for their own school, subject to rules. Inspire your child to read. Visit rallytoread.org today. Hi. I'm Nathan Mum, host of Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum on KKNW. Tech Time Radio's live show is Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can always check us on the web at techtimeradio.com. Our segmented stylized radio gives you the breaking news before it hits mainstream media. Join myself and Mike Rodea as we'll make you laugh. That's good. Hooked so, on phonics worked for you, didn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit. And learning something new in technology, join us Saturdays 4 to 6 p.m. and Thursdays from 6 to 7 a.m. The technology show for the everyday common person. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Ooh, that was fast. Welcome back. Here we are at Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie. Get my headset all figured out. And I am delighted to spend this time with you. I know, I know. We're talking about fear today, and that can scare you because fear is scary, right? Synonyms, scary stuff. So I don't have a question from you yet, which means you're 
You're thinking about it, I know. So we're just going to go way, way back into the archives when I was working with a wonderful man named Charlie, and he, he had this incredible idea for a book. It was big, and we got going on it. We figured out that this was going to take us a good six months, got it all mapped out, and boom, his wife came to him with a real ultimatum. And he didn't want to tell me that. I had to learn about it later. But what he did tell me was, hey, 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 we're going to have to just cool everything on the book because I got a situation. And I was like, oh, situation. And what that clued me in on, because remember, I've only had about 400 situations, clued me in on the idea that he had missed the symptoms. Something was kind of scaring him, and he had missed the symptoms, and all of a sudden he had a situation. And all I knew was that it involved his wife, and he was making the executive decision that the book was not going to happen right now. But I didn't know what that all meant, so I asked for some clarification. And this is what he wrote back. Since the break with my wife, I haven't written a word. Oh, okay. So now now we've gone out of the cloudy, murky place, and he's naming it. And I really, I really have to commend people willing to do this. This is where you say, all right, I'm not going to be eaten up by my shame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what's up here. So he says, you know, since the break with my wife, I haven't written a word. I think we should cool our coaching sessions until I get myself straightened out. I probably need a couple months. Thanks. It was a quick little note. I copied it down word for word from my computer. And I just brought that in today because it is classic. It is just the classic thing that every person on the planet goes through when they missed the opportunity to deal with fear before it got really heated. Okay, he's at the point where he and the wife are kind of split. And he's not writing, but he's got this idea. (laughs) Let me read it to you. His idea is, uh, I think we should cool, (laughs) cool our coaching sessions until I get myself straightened out. I probably need a couple months. So what what is he going to do, you know, between now and a couple of months? to straighten himself out so that nothing gets in the way of him and his book. That's, that's the big question. And the reason I bring this up is because so many of the people that I work with, they're just like me. They're, they're just like Charlie. They think, you know, I'm going to write a book when everything in my life is completely aligned, online, supported. Every, everything is in tune, like a beautiful Les Paul guitar. Everything is just sounding wonderfully. That's when I'll write my book. And those of us that think that way, 
usually get a few symptoms that's not going to go that way. And if we don't listen, then we get a big, hairy, scary situation and a big life lesson. For Charlie, uh, it was his wife saying, this is just another thing that you've taken on as opposed to taking me a little further into your life. Took some time before I knew that part of his story, but basically the symptoms in his marriage were on before he ever signed a contract with me. There was stuff up, but instead of tuning in, he turned on to another idea, another project. So what's usually happening in situations like this where we need a big catastrophe to happen is we're not somehow listening to ourselves. We're not listening to the fact that, well, let's, let's take someone like Charlie who is going to write a very complicated book and a very good book, a very, a very good idea for a book, but I'm not at liberty to say more. So thanks for bearing with me. But let's take that situation. He, he wanted to put all these words out into the world. And usually we want to do that because we want to make an impact. But what happens if you're not already making impact where you've already made a lot of commitment? Are you just going to storm on by that and make impact somewhere else? I can tell you I did with my teaching career day after day after day. And I can tell you Charlie was doing that with his book. But I didn't know it. I was just an innocent coach and listening to his plan for his book. It sounded mighty. I gave him a six-month contract. We got going. And what do you know? You know, the roof fell in. And the, the sad part is that there's a lot of cleanup work to do. There's, a, there's usually something that, that goes way into the past that actually needed cleanup that never happened. And, and so we're out there in the fear zone. We're not sure what to do. Charlie's remedy was, to, you know, give me a couple months. Let's just cool this coaching thing. Give me a couple months. I'll get it all fixed and I'll be back. And again, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a great strategy. I mean, I, I, for the four million trouble spots I got myself in, I probably applied that one three million times. The idea of let, let me fix it. Let me, let, me, let me get out there and find me a little remedy and get it, you know, like a coat of paint. Let's, let's paint over this. And uh, as soon as I see the nice, new, bright, shiny color... I'll be back on track and everything will be fine. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. Not how we author our our life. When we're authoring, authoring, authoring our life, we're really in it. We're really having a relationship with our thoughts and with our emotions and with our day-to-day situations. We're not waiting for a big old catastrophe to come along and shake us. It 
doesn't mean that big stuff won't come along. But I'm talking about catastrophes, you know, like when your beloved says, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here with you. That's a catastrophe. That's some real sad stuff. You know, big things will come along. Big things that are out of your control. Uh, One of my friends in the holiday season, she went through a big thing where she and her beloved uh, lost their home to a, a fire. It was a big, big deal. And there were so many things in her life that were right on track. So we don't want to say that any time something big comes along, it means, oh, we messed up. It's, it's not necessarily that at all. But when, when you know you can put your finger on the pulse and, and really pay attention to the fact that there have been things calling you forward and you've thought, mm, maybe tomorrow, mm, maybe later on. It's natural, but it's not helpful. So let's talk, let's talk now about someone who was deep in the writing process. Actually, I'm going to check on Facebook Messenger just to see if one of you are... Nope. Okay. So let's talk about someone who was deep in her writing process. Did I bring her note? I did. Cool. And this is a woman that was skilled in psychology. She worked with love relationships. We were working on her book in the area of love relationships. And she went away for a while, took a nice big vacation, came back, and then said this. I'm thinking my book on love relationship needs so much more, but I don't know what. At this point, it just seems too short. While I was away on vacation, I ran into an old friend of mine. We sat down for coffee, and she basically told me every little bit of her life story that I hadn't known before. It really mirrored back some of the struggles that I've had. It gave me lots of ideas to fill in in my book so that it won't be so short. But is this an honest way to write a book? I don't know. I feel stuck. That's the whole reason I left town. Where do you say I should go from here? So here's someone who is feeling a little like, you know, things aren't moving along. So the symptom is here. She was in flow, she was writing, and the fear voice popped up and said, your book is too short. You're coming towards the end, and now it's too short. And she went, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Maybe I need a break. Maybe I'll just take a little vacation and go on a break. And then, as you would guess, life throws her a little curve and Bring someone familiar to her while she's on vacation. Sits down, has this conversation. 
all kinds of ideas come forward. But now the fear voice gets bigger and says, but, you know, is that really authentic to take all these ideas that someone else planted in her mind and, and just use that as fuel to write? And so she brought that to me. And at that time, she really felt like she had the brakes on, like I, I don't know how to go forward with my book, but now that I've had this conversation with this gal, um, I'm kind of in this flood zone of lots of ideas, but how does it all go together and in what I'm doing ethical? So what I had to tell her was the fear is getting big. Fear is is. It's not monumental, but it, it's the fear is mounting that what she has created to some degree just doesn't feel enough. So what would happen if we just went back to that place she was at while she was on vacation and enjoying herself before she kind of manifested that nice person to come along and spill her guts about all her relationships and help me, help me. <laughs> what if we just went back to that place and nourished her and her desire to just be on vacation? And I asked her, what, what comes up? And she says, I want to make an impact with this book, but I've got all these letters behind my name and I haven't even made it to 100 pages. I mean, who's going to buy my book when they could buy someone really needy from someone else? Why mine? Why would mine matter? So that, that was the fear. That was the fear that it's not enough. It won't matter. It doesn't compare. It won't. But it won't make it in the publishing world, not where it's at right now. I had been giving her the A-OK -okay on her book. I had been lining her up with an agent that I thought would really serve her, but the brakes kept coming on. Nope, nope, I need to go on vacation. I need to get my head straight. I need to, I need to, I need to. But when we stopped and we really took a look at the fear, what she needed was to just hang out a bit with the fear. Going on vacation and getting away from fear is great, but hanging out with fear, getting into your, your journal and really taking it down, the fear voice helps you prevent that big, nasty, brewing life lesson that's gonna, it's gonna hurt more than just dealing with symptoms. Again, I got about 4 million lessons under my belt around this one. It's going to hurt. Life lessons hurt. Doesn't mean that you can't go that route. Sure, you can go that route. But if you really, really, really want to just throw your arms around fear and realize it's natural to be afraid, you'll start to hear what fear wants to tell you. And so I asked her, is there a time in your life where you felt like you didn't write enough? And she said, oh, yeah, all the time, all the time in grad school. You know, we'd be going through 
this and that and the other thing. And my project was always short. Everyone else, they'd, they'd get these 20-minute presentations. I'd get up there and talk, and after six minutes, I was done. I didn't have anything else to say. I, I was always the one on the short end. That's not really a bad thing. But if you make it mean that it's a bad thing, you're going to have fear on your back until you have a conversation with it. There's nothing wrong with having a six-minute awesome presentation. But for some reason, she thought it, it was pale to the 20-minute presentations that her cohorts were giving. Now, if the criteria is it must be 20 minutes, yeah, we got a different problem. But actually, that wasn't the deal. The deal was that hers was shorter than the ones that she thought really mattered. Well, I know that. I know that big, big lesson. And it just goes around with you that if I do something short, if I, if I quit before the others did, six minutes compared to 20 minutes, it's inferior. That lesson, it just kept following her around. It even followed her, if you ask me, to vacation. And there she came face to face with someone she knew who poured out all these ideas, and she started to believe that that other woman, full of ideas, full of a mess, full of, full of, full of, full of, you know, who was all filled up, was really, really the one that was going to fuel her. She wasn't really banking on what comes naturally out of her. And there's nothing wrong with an 80-page book. So we had to work on that. What are you working on? What are those messages from your fear place? If you want to get some coaching on that, why don't you send me a message? We're going to take a quick break here. We'll come right back for the last segment of the show. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're thinking about those little fears, medium fears, enormous fears that we come face to face with. And it's possible that we wouldn't have to have such a big, 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 big fear to deal with if perhaps maybe we had noticed the symptoms way earlier in our life path and our life journey. This is true for writers. This is true for filmmakers. 
this is true for anyone, really. It's true for anyone. This is a topic we're going to be addressing on my retreat. I am offering a luxurious retreat. And unfortunately, even though you will be cooked for, even though you will have a fireplace in your beautiful room, a huge king-size plush, plush, plush bed, a soaking tub, a balcony, lovely community of people, even though all that will be supplied for you, you might, you might at one point just have a little itchy fear come up while you're on retreat. You might not, but you might. And the great news is that when you're on retreat and you're in community, usually everyone around you knows to some degree exactly what you're feeling. And if you care to share it out loud, they know exactly what you're talking about. It's how community works. It's really, really interesting. I love offering these small gatherings. This will be a luxurious retreat October 14 and 15, 2021. I have places left, and I would love to entice you with what I call a bundle. So maybe you've been thinking about the retreat. Maybe you've heard me talk about it before. And maybe you've been thinking about getting some mentorship, one-on-one mentorship. And maybe you've been a little afraid that it's hard to find permission to do both. Well, if that's you, I want to let you know that right now I am offering a nice big sale. And this will make it so that you can put $500 right back in your pocket if you commit to a three-month or a six-month mentorship with me and the writing retreat. We will bundle that together. And like I said, $500, that's a nice bit of cash. $500 will go right back into your pocket. It's a nice bit of savings, and it's something I would like to offer you if the investment has in some way been scary. I will still give you the same offerings. I will still give you the same wonderful mentoring. I will still provide a wonderful, luxurious retreat with a community, very small community, by the way, but a thoughtful community, just like you're thoughtful, people just like you coming together because it's a great way to grow. It's a great way to expand. And what I find is when we do these more intensive times together, again, that luxurious retreat is October 14 and 15, 2021. I find that we get a lot done in a very short period of time. So if there's been a lot on your mind, we tackle that in a very short period of time. But now that I say the word tackle, I don't like that word because this is a luxurious retreat. You won't be doing a lot of writing, but the writing you do 
will count. The writing you do will catapult you into the future of you as a writer. That's how it works. And if it scares you, try trusting me a little bit and checking it out. I do offer a 100% guarantee if you feel like you did not get your money's worth. If way out there at the end of mentorship, you're like, you know what? This just wasn't worth it. I didn't like it. Wasn't for me. You get your money back because I don't want unhappy people. So let's let's do this. And to contact me about this, go to askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. You're probably thinking, did she ever have to give her money back? Did she ever have to do that? Well, I did. I did give someone their money back. Not because they asked, but because they were such a pain in the neck. I didn't want to go forward and um, end up in a terrible, terrible place with them. So I just thought, you know what? Let's stop right here. You're not happy. <laughs> and um, I think that was a really good decision on my part. So yeah, I did it once. And because it really freed me and freed my business model, I think it's a good idea. Hopefully I won't have to do it again, but there it is. So when we're scared, we've usually been scared for quite a while. It could be that you're scared to write your next chapter. could be that you're even scared to say out loud, I do think I have a book inside of me, and I do feel important. It is important that I write it. Maybe that scares you. Maybe it's scary to carve out 30 minutes a day to get that book up and going and writing. I find that often when I start working with someone, they say, so how many hours a day am I going to need? Four, six, eight? No, 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 no. You're going to need 30 minutes a day. It's terrifying to people to trust that that might be enough. But usually there's some other place in our world where we've had to trust it would be enough. I know when I started weightlifting at the gym, something I'm just getting back into right now after two years of shoulder injuries, uh, two and a half years, um, I'm, I'm going back and starting weightlifting again. It's something that really, really supports me physically, and, and it supports my mind. But I'm, I'm feeling those old thoughts coming up that I had the first time around with, with weightlifting, which is I'm going to have to make a lot of time in my schedule. But when I look back, no, I didn't have to make hours and hours and hours. I had to come up with about three hours out of the week, three hours to get there, do the weightlifting. It's not this giant thing that I make up in my mind. I also found myself accelerating that fear and thinking, you know, what if I hurt myself? And I had to remember, I'm going to work with professionals. And then I accelerated that fear out to what if not only I injure myself again, but this time 
I have to have surgery or something really scary happens. So here I am, not even at the gym, and I'm just planting one scary thought after another in my head. Fear starts small and it builds. We have to be willing to have the courage to listen to it early on. And, and that's where I call sort of the symptom state where we're, we're getting signals that fear wants us to kind of sit down and have a conversation with it. You might be experiencing this in areas of your own writing. Maybe you're thinking, I would like to have some mentorship with writing, but I would have to, I would have to admit to everyone that I'm writing a book. Well, I just want to give you permission. You don't have to admit to everyone in the whole world you're writing a book. Maybe you just want to tell one or two key people. Maybe you could make me one of them, your trusted coach, and that would leave only one other person that you have to tell. Why not start there and see how it goes? But someone I really want to encourage you to talk to is that part of you that feels scared because that part of you really, really wants to be in communication with you. If this all sounds new to you, this is what I do with my spiritual journaling group of people. And it's, it's a back and forth relationship with your voice. So on the one hand, your voice might be saying, I want to write a book. And so the, the pushback voice says, okay, great, write a book. And then that voice in you says, well, yeah, but I'm feeling kind of scared. We want to get to scared and afraid really early on because then we can do the work. If you just, you know, kind of run around the topic, it makes it harder. So I start to show you how to write down, put it in your own words that you're feeling afraid, you're feeling scared. And I show you the techniques of unpacking that and starting to see that the fear, while it might be really old, while it might stem from something that happened long, long ago, there's, there's only just a little tiny sliver right now. We could turn it into a big old sliver. We could turn it into a terrible mess like it was years and years ago. But in real time, the, the injury, we'll call it, is just a tiny little sliver of fear. The big, messy stuff, that already happened. It's already part of your story. It's already part of your past. So... Our work together is really about situating that big stuff back into the past. Because what fear tries to do is piggyback on your current situation. It tries to say, like it was saying to Charlie, Oh, 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 dear Charlie, your wife has made a break with you. And that means... Everything you want to do well right now, you can't. You can't because you need to get out there and fix yourself 
and make yourself into a much better human being. And when you're a better human being, well, then your wife might come back and it'll be easier to get to work and writing the book will be a breeze. But right now, while you're a broken mess, it's not happening. The truth is, Charlie wasn't a broken mess. Charlie just wasn't willing to stop and find out that the message of fear was really just trying to ask him to sit down and have a conversation and maybe, maybe, maybe commit to some new things in his life that would make him happier. Not not only his wife happier, but would truly honor him. I mean, how many times have we put it off onto our our book or our partner or our family, that things are not coming together and it's all their fault. And I got to go in there and fix it before I can really have that vacation or that book or that raise. We let our thoughts run away with our fears. My technique is about getting into spiritual journaling so that you're dealing with the fears, befriending the fears, and having your own solutions towards the fears. It's a much gentler approach. If you're at all curious, write to me at askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. I'm the only one that reads it. I'm the only one that will reply straight to you. I hope this topic has served you. Thank you so much for joining me today and having the courage to look at some of these common fears. I bet you have felt some of them yourself. Until we meet up again next Thursday, have a wonderful week. Namaste, my friends.